Keith here from Lewis Jewelers, and I would like to take a quick moment to say how grateful and thankful we are to all of our local and online clients we have helped out this past year. We truly appreciate your business every day and for making Lewis Jewelers one of the most talked about jewelers in Michigan with over 750 five-star Google reviews. We appreciate the honor to keep celebrating your moments together. Stay safe, be well, and go blue. Welcome on into the Wolverine Recruiting Show. Clayton Safey here with EJ Holland, as always, and Tim Verghese joining us as well, our new hire uh, on the Michigan football recruiting beat over at thewolverine.com. If you haven't noticed, we moved to the On3 network. You can get a dollar or an entire year at thewolverine.com for just $1, so check us out there. But, Tim, I mean, we're excited to have you. We've been, uh, we had to keep it under wraps for about a month or so. That you were joining us, but great to have you. You were already on the road last uh, over the weekend. We can talk about that, but man, just great to have you on the staff and uh, on the show here today. Yes, very, very excited to be here. I know EJ's super pumped up. EJ, couple words on just why you're excited to add Tim to uh, our recruiting coverage. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Tim's going to be a younger version of me. He's going to be out on the road seeing all these guys. I know he's excited to be on the. Michigan beat, so uh, we're going to bring you even more recruiting coverage than we've brought you in the past. No doubt. Um, so, yeah, super excited about that. Let's get into the topics for this week. Um, EJ, we'll start with a weekend visit breakdown, and uh, you know, both of you guys can chime in. But Michigan hosting, you know, not a huge crop of guys for the Indiana game, considering a lot of the big time names will be on campus at the end of the month for the Ohio State game, but still some key guys. The guy pictured here for the YouTube viewers, Bryce Archie, uh, 2022 quarterback target, currently a Coastal Carolina commit. Um, tell us a little bit about what you've gathered from the weekend on Archie, uh, you know, his teammate that was down there with him and some of the other guys on campus. Yeah, so the, the two big official visitors were Bryce Archie and Caleb Webb. Uh, Michigan continuing to explore potential second quarterback options, especially with uh, recent target Justin Martin coming off the board uh, and going to UCLA. With Archie, he's a, an interesting prospect that also plays make plays with his legs, has a lot of upside, has really become a late riser. I'm not so sure he isn't a better prospect than Jaden Denegal is so uh, Michigan's going to continue to monitor him but I think they made a big impression on him this weekend and Caleb Webb uh, tall long rangy receiver uh, who's also kind of a late riser both of them at the same school they would love to play with each other at the next level uh, Webb's getting some interest from Tennessee and Louisville as well as Michigan uh, he's currently committed to East Carolina but another guy um, that Michigan is in the mix with uh, heavily after hosting him for an official visit. And I think we're going to have a lot more in the next week because uh, Tim is planning to see both of them in Atlanta this weekend. Right, right. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll be in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, excited to see them. Um, yeah, make through through my Atlanta swing uh, this coming weekend. Yeah, so that'll be yeah. great. We got two two EJs on the road, basically. Now with Tim. But yeah, I mean, that'll be really interesting, especially because EJ, we've talked so much uh, or, or heard so much about Archie in the last week or so, Michigan throwing out that offer. And I know you said it. I know Tim has said similar and, and other people watching the film on him. He might be actually better than Jaden Denegal at this point. 
Yeah, he really is. I, I mean, I, I would probably grade him higher just on film evaluation. I've seen Jaden Denegal a lot more since he's been committed to Michigan since the summer. But I, I think adding a guy like Archie um, would definitely help. I'm interested to hear Tim's thoughts after he sees him live. Maybe I can just throw it back to him. I mean, Tim, what are you kind of looking forward to seeing from both Webb and Archie on your Atlanta swing? Yeah, obviously, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting to see two teammates that are, are kind of late risers in their own right. And obviously, you know, you don't know which who plays into the other. I mean, just based off the film evaluations, it's very clear those guys are power five players, not, you know, where they're currently committed to. Um, If they stay committed to their schools, all the better for those schools, obviously. But, uh, you know, I think their ceilings are much higher. I think with... Uh, RG specifically, you're seeing, I think he's got a higher floor and, and overall just there's more to work with than with Danigal. I think Danigal has some higher athletic ceilings in, in certain areas, but as an overall prospect, as an overall quarterback, I think Archie can give you a little more from day one. So outside of uh, Archie and Webb, just before we move on, Clay, there are a couple other visitors on campus, a couple of commits. Tyler Morris made his way back. Will Johnson's been a frequent visitor there as well. Um, so it's good for those guys to always be back in Ann Arbor and, and have a chance to bond. And then a few underclassmen, Samaj Morgan, uh, an in-state wide receiver out of West Bloomfield who Michigan leads with. And uh, I, I think the Wolverines can close on him early. I think he's a candidate to be Michigan's first commit. In 2023, the Wolverines also hosted uh, on 300 running back Samuel Singleton from Florida. Uh, Mike Hart quietly has Michigan in a really strong position for him. Uh, Charles Jagusa, a rival, or I'm sorry, an on 300 prospect here. I mean, we, we're still making the transition. I'm, I'm getting used to the rankings. Another on 300 prospect uh, from Illinois. He's a uh, an interesting target in the sense that he can be a high-level defensive lineman. Michigan really likes him as an offensive lineman, uh, but he's one to watch. He's actually a few hours away from Chicagoland, closer to Iowa, uh, so interested to go see him again. That's Charles Jagusai, uh, an on 300 prospect. So, uh, like you said, Clay, a, a smaller group of visitors this weekend as more guys gear up to experience the game when Michigan takes on Ohio State, but uh, still a good amount of talent in Ann Arbor over the weekend. Definitely. And with, you know, a quarterback being on campus, a uh, very important uh, group of guys there. Um, Moving on to a guy who's visited a couple times, Damani Jackson, a guy who we talk about quite a bit, five-star USC defensive back commit. Uh, he made his way to Tuscaloosa over the weekend, saw Alabama pick up a tight win over LSU, 20-14. to 14. He was seen wearing some of that Alabama gear and all of that. Gave some interesting quotes uh, after his visit. Um, EJ, your thoughts on kind of just – an update on where Michigan stands because, you know, I know people get antsy each and every time, you know, a guy does an interview or, or whatever. Um, and, you know, just the fact that he did go down to Alabama, I know that was always in the works and he was always planning that, but uh, anything you've picked up on that front? Yeah, I think Alabama did a great job on his visit. I mean, it's Alabama. They were kind of expected to make an impression. There hasn't been a ton of buzz with Damani Jackson and Alabama. It's been mostly Michigan, USC, Michigan and USC. Uh, so it was interesting to see how much of an impression Bama made. Uh, and Damani's always talked about playing in a competitive environment, being part of a program that wins. And obviously Alabama offers that uh, in spades. And then you also have a former teammate, Bryce Young, who's the starting quarterback there. 
Uh, I'm told Alabama made a really nice NIL pitch to him as well. Damani told me that hasn't been a huge factor in his recruitment, but I think it's becoming a little more uh, of a factor. I also think that right now, um, you know, Michigan still has more work to do. I, I feel like Michigan still has a chance to flip him. The relationships are there. Courtney Morgan, Steve Klinkscale have done a really nice job of recruiting him. Jim Harbaugh is in contact all the time as well. Obviously, Damani's father uh, grew up a Michigan fan and, and you know, byproduct Damani was also a Michigan fan. He still has a strong connection to Will Johnson. The uh, two were actually texting yesterday. Uh, so I, I, I still think Michigan is very much in a decent spot to flip him, but I think now you add another real contender to the mix. I, I am now very wary of Alabama as well coming out of the visit weekend. Yeah, interesting there. Um, and we'll obviously keep an eye on Damani Jackson. You've had a ton of updates over the last several months. Uh, the last thing, Walter Nolan, farewell to him. Although, you know, apparently he's maybe going to take visits and keep going on this recruitment. What a wild ride. Uh, shaking your head there. But, I mean, he commits to Texas A&M, five-star defensive tackle out of Tennessee, um, decides to, quote-unquote, shut it down, I guess. But your thoughts on that? Uh, it kind of happened. Was that Saturday morning? Because I saw that, I think, right before when I was heading over to the Michigan game. And then, uh, yeah, it kind of happened quietly, I guess, and you just saw it on the message board. But your thoughts on that and then where Michigan goes at defensive tackle, not as if they were totally factoring him in or anything for their complete plans not that they wouldn't have not taken him but you know it's not like he was some guy that they were banking on yeah it's still noteworthy that he's off the board I mean you know we had several posts over at the Ford about it and look Texas A&M didn't really become a major factor in his recruitment until I want to say a couple of months ago but uh Jimbo Fisher has a long history of being able to to work some magic uh even going back to my time on the Texas beat I was always wary when Texas A&M got really heavily involved and they slowly built momentum behind the scenes. And I think it became more of a Texas A&M Tennessee battle with Michigan kind of fading after, even when Michigan got them on campus for the game against Washington. uh, I think they were still starting to fade at that point and then kind of completely fell off here over the last couple of weeks. So, that we want to mention it because he was a big target for a long time. But more importantly, we want to mention what's going on next along the defensive line. And so, one, you still have Deion Walker out there. And obviously, you know, there's been a perception that Walker has cooled on Michigan, but he's he just visited a couple of weeks ago. He's continuing to keep in contact uh, with Coach Clink, Coach Bellamy, Sean Nua, uh, Jim Harbaugh involved there as well. Clay, you were at his game where Jim Harbaugh was on the sideline watching him. Um, you know, even though he's he's very high on some SEC programs, including uh, Kentucky and, and Alabama, keeping him warm, I think uh, there's still a possibility for Michigan to land him late. Uh, and then the other guy that Michigan is very high on is Juco defensive lineman Jeffrey Embaugh, who Tim actually saw over the weekend, so I'll kind of throw it to Tim to get uh, more insight on Emba and where Michigan stands. Yeah, I mean, I figured we were going to get to this at some point. Obviously, Emba saw him over the weekend. Um, he was very disruptive, kind of lived up to the expectations from a hype standpoint, uh, was consistently in the backfield. Um, you know, with Juco, they kind of rotated him in with a couple other defensive linemen. Um, he kind of just played two drives at a time, and he'd rotate out for two drives and come back in. 
by the second half, the game was so far out of reach. It was just, you know, by, by that fourth quarter, I think he only played one or two drives, if, if, if even that many. Um, but he was constantly in the backfield. Um, and we came up with a bunch of tackles for loss. We'll have a full, like, highlight reel posted uh, to YouTube here soon. Um, but on the recruiting side of things, I talked to him for a while after the game. Um, I mean, he, Michigan's been there for a while for him. Um, I mean, he, he's kind of had a long journey. I mean, he talked about he had an hour-long conversation with Jim Harbaugh last week. And it was the first time those two have talked since Embo was literally in Paris. Like, he was playing football in France. Um, so those two had a lot to catch up on. Um, and this is a full-go effort from, from Michigan. Uh, Courtney Morgan's involved in that recruitment. Jim Harbaugh's involved in that recruitment. Sean New is involved in that recruitment. Um, his old coach over at uh, St. Francis, who where he, where he was at uh, for a short period of time when he moved to America, um, Biff Pogi, he he's been involved in this recruitment as well. Um, and I mean, he's excited. He's officially visiting Michigan uh, for the Ohio State game. He's excited to finally see the big house. Obviously, it's going to be a crazy environment. Excited to experience all of that. I'll have a full story on on him tonight as well. Um, but Michigan's in a good spot. He's going to take. He told me he's he's going to take his visits. He he officially visited Miami. He said that visit was crazy. He really enjoyed it. Um, but obviously with Miami, you don't know what that coaching staff's going to look like by the end of the season. Um, he's visiting Oregon in December on an official. Um, and I think those are because he's planning on making three official visits, and everything else is going to be unofficial. I think Tennessee is going to get one of those unofficial visits, um, and a couple other SEC schools are. And he said basically, he's not looking at the brand; he's looking at the coaches that'll develop him. Um, and Michigan's done a good job there of selling him um, on his position. Position they uh, they want him to contribute pretty much day one, the minute he steps on campus. They want him to play inside interior defensive line. They want him to play on the edge. They want him to pretty much move him all over. Um, and, and those things really stand out to him. So I think Michigan's in a good spot, but obviously, you know, SEC visits looming and he wants to, he wants to play this process out, obviously, but he's only got about six or seven weeks. He's committing in December and enrolling in January. So he's got a couple of weeks, but it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah. Great update there. Um, EJ, any final thoughts before we, uh, wrap up? Uh, that should be it for defensive line recruiting. It's really coming down to Walker and Embaud. You know, I, I think that Michigan's going to close with at least one. Um, they would take two for those wondering. Uh, they would take both Walker and Embaud if that situation were to arise. Numbers are getting tight, but Walker's obviously been a top target for a while, and Embaud's a guy they feel like they can plug and play. Yeah, so there's always going to be room for guys like that, um, you know, especially prioritizing defensive tackle as they seem to uh, have been doing this cycle. Uh, that is our show for this week. Follow us over at thewolverine.com. A couple stories that are about to be up were just mentioned. Uh, Tim with his story on Jeffrey Emba, so stay tuned for that. You can get one year of our premium content for just $1. That deal is not going to be around long, so make sure you take advantage of that right away. Follow us again at thewolverine.com and on all the social media platforms for updates. And uh, we will see everybody next time.